This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, August 16th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Bayer doing business in Russia. Iraq fulfills promise with rice purchase. Bayer to continue supplying seed and other goods to Russia. Bayer says it will continue to provide essential health care and agriculture products to Russia because to withhold them would only multiply the war's ongoing toll on human life. In a statement on its website, the multinational pharmaceutical and chemical firm said it was an ethical obligation to continue supplying cardiovascular treatments, health products for pregnant women and children, as well as seeds to grow food. The company said that since Russia's invasion of Ukraine, we have utterly condemned this brutal aggression against a sovereign country. However, it also said Bayer is fully committed to helping prevent what could become an unprecedented food crisis. We share the view of the United Nations that global access to Ukraine's food products and Russian food and fertilizers is essential to alleviate pressure on the global food system. In line with this, we have decided to continue supplying Russian farmers with essential agriculture products to ensure they can contribute to fulfilling the global demand. The statement also outlined the company's efforts in Ukraine, including an investment of more than 30 million euros, which is about 30 and a half million dollars, in its Pokwike seed plant. Cheney Murkowski in primary bouts today. Two critics of Donald Trump are in primary contest today to determine whether they will be their party's standard bears in November. One is likely to go on to the general election, the other maybe not. Senator Lisa Murkowski is seeking her fourth term of the U.S. Senate running against Trump-endorsed Kelly Shibaka, the former commissioner of Alaska's Department of Administration. Murkowski is a rare Republican who both voted for Trump's impeachment to follow the January 6th storming of the Capitol and also supports abortion rights. But with the top four vote-getters in the primary moving to November, the primary has contained, quote, relatively little drama, the Washington Post reported yesterday. In Wyoming, polls suggest that Republican Representative Liz Cheney, vice chair of the January 6th committee, is likely to lose by a substantial margin to her opponent, attorney and former Republican National Committee woman Harriet Hageman, who was Trump's, who has Trump's backing. Also in Alaska, three contenders will vie for the seat of the late Representative Don Young. Sarah Palin has Trump's endorsement in the race against fellow Republican Nick Begich III and Democrat Mary Pallotta, with two Republicans likely to be competing for the same voters. Peltola may have uh, the advantage, some observers say. Use of a new ranked-choice voting system means that results won't be known for a couple of weeks. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak. After this, Dairy Management Incorporated serves America's 34,000 plus dairy farmers and dairy importers by managing research and marketing programs aimed at promoting dairy consumption and protecting the good image of dairy farmers, dairy products, and the dairy industry. 
funded entirely by dairy farmers, DMI has distinguished itself as a strategic consultant and valuable resource to businesses and organizations in the food and beverage sector that seek to increase sales and raise their image through the innovative use of dairy and dairy ingredients. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Nevada water official decries lack of consensus as states miss deadline for Colorado River negotiations. Nevada's primary Colorado River negotiator is calling for the Interior Department to use its authority to preserve water levels in the river after weeks of state-led negotiations have resulted in, as he puts it, exactly nothing in terms of meaningful collective actions to help forestall the looming crisis. In a letter to Interior Department officials yesterday, Southern Nevada Water Authority General Manager John Ensminger chided states for holding, quoting, unreasonable expectations in discussions over how to use two to four million acre feet less water in 2023. Bureau of Reclamation Commissioner Camille Tootin warned states in June that they had until August 15 to determine where to make the cuts, or the Bureau would step in and make that decision for them. By missing this deadline, we are doing a disservice to every person, city, ecosystem, farmer, rancher, and tribal nation that relies upon the Colorado River, Ensminger said in the letter. A rock fulfills promise with rice purchase. Iraq is spending more money than the country likely wants to, but it's living up to a promise it made last year to buy 200,000 metric tons of U.S. rice per marketing year, that according to the USA Rice Federation. The latest Iraqi purchase was for 40,000 tons, with delivery expected in November. Iraq's purchasing agency spent about twice as much as it would have if it bought the 40,000 tons from Thailand, fulfilling a promise it made in a memorandum of understanding last summer. We are very pleased to see the terms of this first year of the MOU completed, said USA Rice President and CEO Betsy Ward. Iraqis value the quality of U.S. rice, and in turn, Iraq is a vital market to our farmers here in the U.S. This is a win-win scenario for everyone. Brazil's main corn harvest almost done. Brazil's largest corn season of the year is quickly coming toward an end, but rains have slowed the process, according to the consulting firm AgRule. Harvest of the safrina crop is about 85% complete in the primary center-south growing region, up from 80% a week ago and just 70% at this time last year. Work is complete in Brazil's largest farming state of Mato Grosso. Harvesting progress is quickly in states like Sopolo and Minas Gerais, but rains have slowed producers in Parana and Mato Grosso do Sul. FOIA does not require release of numbers used to identify farm parcels. Farm and tract numbers used by USDA to administer subsidy programs are exempt from the Freedom of Information Act because they are geospatial information. And the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals is ruled in an opinion that also found customer numbers were exempt under FOIA. 
Telematch, a vendor of AgData, claimed that disclosure of customer numbers would allow the public to monitor whether farmers are fraudulently obtaining benefits from USDA, the court said in its opinion. But Telematch has provided no evidence of any significant fraud. The court upheld a lower court order. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, August 16th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nelly.